How do you find the will to fight back against a world that wants to keep you sedated, average, and stuck in place? Join us for the tools and strategies you need to create a life of abundance, discipline, and high achievement. This business, this is the Tactical Empire with Jeff Smith. All right, guys, welcome to the next episode of the Tactical Empire. Today's special guest, a friend of mine and fellow Apexer, um, father, entrepreneur, a man of many talents and a hockey lover, Drew Lane. Welcome, my man. Thanks for joining us. What's up, brother? It's good to be here. How are you? Living the summer dream, man. I'll tell you, for, uh, for us up here in the Northeast, it's been a wet, wet summer. Had to uh, improvise with with all the vacations, with all the all the different activities for the kids. It's been it's been wet, man. It has been wet. <laughs> it's been raining here too, like crazy, like forty straight days or something. So, yep, yep. yeah, that's I, summer I, of twenty twenty one. Unrelenting, unrelenting. Well, man, you are a man of many talents. You run a myriad of businesses. Um, I would say similar to myself, but you far outpace me. Um, so I, <laughs> I definitely just want to hear a little bit about what you're doing currently. And uh, I mean, we can go high level on all this different stuff you run, and then we can dig into whatever you're most passionate about or working on right now. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, like you said, uh, all of us seem to have uh, our hands in many different things, uh, balls in the air all over the place. And I, I gotta say, uh, you know, it's uh it's overwhelming at times, but yeah, so we have, we have a software company. We have a manufacturing company. Um, we also have a print and embroidery operation here in Massachusetts. Um, and then we also, we support a, or run and support a 501c3 uh, charity as well. Um, on the manufacturing side, that's our, our largest business. It's a, uh, it's a sporting goods manufacturing company that's supported also with a, a warehouse and a 3PL operation where, you know, we do a lot of uh, pick pack shipping and all sorts of fun for, for e-commerce brands. Um, so yeah, we, we, we do a little bit of everything, man, from, uh, from the software straight through to, um, you know, fulfillment, shipping and, and logistics. So uh, it's quite, quite an adventure every day. That's for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you, you guys run an apparel company, sporting goods, all of it. Yep. And it, it's kind of funny how it came through, man. When, when we, when we kicked off, we, uh, the, the good old story about penalty box, uh, penalty box sports or, or sporting goods company is that we were, we had a software company at the time, myself and my business partner, we were servicing, um, labor unions and it's very, very dry in that type of industry. Uh, doing software with with uh, with with them, uh, so we were sitting around on a Friday afternoon, kind of bored, saying we should we should start something new, we should do something different. And I, I grew up playing hockey, uh, so did my business partner, and and we kind of looked at each other. Our kids were getting to the age where they were going to get on ice and start skating, and we thought, you know what, let's let's look, let's throw around some ideas in hockey, and we threw around the the idea of a subscription box. Um, and after that Friday afternoon, you know, we went home, forgot about it. But two weeks later, three days before Black Friday, I had a few too many beers sitting at my kitchen table and launched uh, launched a subscription box. And, you know, we got some traction over the next couple of weeks. And suddenly, you know, two weeks before Christmas of that year, we had to figure out how the hell to um, supply, fulfill and do a friggin subscription box. So 
found ourselves driving all over New England to deliver the things ourselves because we missed the shipping deadlines. But that's kind of that's that's where it came from. That's where it kicked off, man. Um, and from there, it's it, it, you should have seen it. It was probably 16 hours of driving all over New England to get these things to people by Christmas because we had no idea what we were doing. My uh, my business partner went north. I went south. And by the end of it, I think he was ready to uh, to put one in between my eyes. So um, that was that was interesting for sure. But lessons learned, man. There's not a problem that can't be solved. That's it. That's it. it. But that, you know, that that right there, that decision really launched something that uh, that that put us where we are today, because all of the different businesses around penalty box, whether it's the warehouse, the logistics, the, um, you know, the print and embroidery operation, all of that supports that manufacturing company. It supports penalty box sports. And we found that each can stand on their own as a separate business. So, you know, it's the evolution of business, right? You, you find one thing, you start rolling with it and then figure out different ways to get better at that and support your business. And it's been uh, been a ride. It's for sure. Yeah. That's kind of how the ecosystem evolves a lot of times. That's, that's fantastic. And, and your mission there, if I'm not mistaken, was to basically provide the highest quality sporting goods and apparel for normal prices as opposed to like jacked up retail prices correct that's it man so when we when we kicked off and we started getting behind the scenes on the industry and realizing what went into uh, sporting goods it started to really piss me off you know, I, I I grew up playing playing a sport that was pretty expensive. Hockey is a very expensive sport to play. And my mom worked two jobs to make sure I had a hockey stick, right? So I'm sitting here finally at, at you know, age 35, looking around the industry, seeing what goes into it and the markups that they have. And it just, it pissed me off to see what they were doing. Because I know the cost of a hockey stick is $30 to $40 to make, but they're selling it to these parents for $350, $400. And that just in my head, something snapped because I remember my mom working so damn hard to keep me on ice. It just pissed me off. Um, so that's that's our mission. We're, we're really fighting against the, the big box brands and the manufacturers to to level what we call level the ice or level the playing field for, for all the parents who are working so damn hard to keep their kids on ice. Do you focus on hockey or do you focus regionally or what is the strategy for brand recognition like nationwide, worldwide, internationally, whatever you're shooting for? Our core is hockey. Uh, I think that will always be our, our, our biggest driver, but we, we are expanding into other sports. This year we get into golf, fishing, uh, basketball, lacrosse, football, all of these different sports because all of the factories that are sending over this gear, they're all the same right? You have one or two factories over there that are producing the majority of these products and we know who they are and we work with them already. So while we're starting with hockey and getting our name out there, really digging into this industry, we just see so many different parallels and are really, really driving to, you know, not just be in hockey, but we want to, you know, right now we're penalty box sports. Um, We're going to rebrand it a little bit to PB sports uh, and that's going to cover everything. And we just want, we want to take it by storm because it's, it's just bullshit, man. The, the BS that people have to deal with to keep their kids on a field. It's stupid. And it's, yeah. it's, it's literally just padding these, these manufacturers pockets and it pisses me off. Yeah. And it's only to the detriment of the kids, right? That's I mean, it. I, I, I tell stories all the time about the lessons learned playing sports growing up. And like, if, if you miss out on that, just because of a, 
hundred dollar pair of cleats. Like that's that's tragic, right? It is. Yeah. It is. And in the greed, the the attitudes of a lot of these big brands, it's so arrogant. Like you walk in, you walk into a meeting and you think it's gonna be friendly, but then they try to, you know, they try to bully you. They, you know, I, I have a stack of non or um, of of letters from lawyers that are saying, Don't do this, do that. I'm like, who the who are you to tell me in my business? what to be doing. It's oh, because we're going upstream. You know, we, we sit in these rooms and people say something and I, I call them on it. It's dude, that's bullshit. What are you talking about? Well, that's the way we always did it. Well, you're going to die then because I'm coming for you. That's, you know, it's, it's, it's different. I just, uh, as, as soon as something flipped in my head that, you know, that passion, that emotion came out and, and we're full bore. I love it. I love it, man. Yeah. I can imagine you've got a big target on your back for sure and not making any friends. Yeah, no, um, no, it's for sure. Good for you, man. That's that's fantastic. Tell me about your uh, nonprofit. Yeah, so the Penalty Box Foundation, when we launched uh, Penalty Box, when we launched the subscription box, we started a private Facebook group for hockey parents that grew. And that turned into a really... Um, it was a great marketing and sales channel for us, but it was it was all community based. We did a lot of of connecting. We did a lot of uh, events. We did a lot of bringing people together because what you'll find is that when you see a tragedy happen in the sporting world, like in, in hockey, if someone gets hurt or breaks their neck or has a house fire in northern L.A., you know, their community is going to come around them and surround them and take care of them. But what we were finding is that it was all these smaller communities doing it. But it was all the same mentality across North America. And we were seeing, you know, these pockets of giving all over the place and realized that with the private Facebook group that we have, we could use that as a platform to bring together northern L.A. to Tampa, to Boston and connect these people in a way that everybody wants to support the person who's down and out. Well, now we can do that. And that's where the foundation came from. Um, It's you'll appreciate this one, man. It was. You know, in hockey, you got to carry your, your stuff around. And we had a uh, we had a bag giveaway for the for the foundation, which was, you know, we just ship out 25 bags, give them, donate them to, to families across the country who needed a bag. You know, you don't think of that as a big deal. You don't think that a, that a hockey bag will make an impact for people. So we sent one out and I got a video not long later. You know, we got a list of people. Hey, this family could use this. That family could use it. We said, great, let's move forward. And uh, I got a video about two weeks later, and it was from a uh, a, a lady in uh, the Midwest, and she she was a foster mom. And this kid had been in her house. He's 13 years old, and he'd been using his dad's duffel, so his dad's old army duffel, right? And bringing that into the locker rooms and bringing it around. And, and you don't think about little things like that, but think about how embarrassing that must be for the kid that he doesn't have a damn hockey bag, right? Yeah. 13 years old. The, the video shows him walking in from school with his backpack on, looking at the kitchen floor where the bag was, walking in and unwrapping it and putting his hand in his head, his head in his hand and just started crying. And at that moment, I, I really looked at him and I said, you know what? It's a fucking, it's, it, excuse my language, like a passion. It's, 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 a, it's just a hockey bag. And this kid who probably has a tough upbringing never had a hockey bag. He's using his dad's army duffel and he just broke down on the kitchen floor. Think about that. That that is the impact that I want to make in my life. And at that moment, that's when we we really turned things up and went after it. It was uh, it was a special moment. But since then, we 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 truly focus on on being there for families in a real way. And that's that's kind of where we came from. 
Man, that's powerful. That That's an amazing story. I, I think people take that too lightly. And that's why I love being surrounded by people like yourself and, and the other people that we run around with. I think that like we, we all just have servant hearts and, and people don't understand how just a small gesture can really change the trajectory of people's lives on a regular basis. Right. It's kind of, I mean, we all talk about fucking micro habits and shit like that all the time. Right. But it's, it, you can make micro changes that are, have a ripple effect for years into people's lives. And that's powerful, man. And it goes back to really in, in our group is, is fantastic, right? It's, it's a bunch of, bunch of people who, who had the courage to go out and do something to say, I'm not doing it your way. I'm not doing it your way at all. We're going to take it. We're going to go a different way. And I'm going to work on myself first. We're going to get there and then we're going to change the world. And, and like you said, it's a ripple effect where it could be as simple as sending someone a text message, just a message on Facebook, posting something that's that's not the typical, you know, crap that you see on, on Facebook feeds or on Instagram. You give someone a little piece of your life that they can connect with and see that they're OK. Right. That I think that is so powerful. And it, and it comes back to having the courage to throw the birds up and just say, you know, I'm doing it my way. I'm living my way. You know, when you, you, you guys do that, it's, it's, you know, I'm, I'm jealous. We were just talking about, you know, schooling and our kids and I'm, I'm jealous you're doing that. That, that got me thinking, all right, I'm going to go have a conversation tonight with my wife that could change the trajectory of what my kids do in their lives. And people yeah. don't understand that it's that little, little thing, that little comment you made, you could have just changed my, my, my kid's life. Right. But it's having that courage, taking that step and saying, yeah, we're doing it. We're going after it. I'm connecting with myself emotionally and we're going to get shit done. Yeah. I think the biggest thing that people miss all the time is people are going to fucking judge you no matter what. Yep. So you might as well step out there and do whatever the fuck you want to do. The problem is most people don't know what they want, right? Or, yep. or who they are or what they want. And, and like, those are the determining factors. But once you establish that stuff, you might as well go in your own direction all the time because people are going to judge you regardless. No matter what, <laughs> no matter what. And so. it, and it's always the people who, who, who aren't where you're going or aren't who you want to be or in that, in that way, you know, they're, they're living in their own constraints and they don't want you to take off, right? Like they want you to live. This is how you're supposed to live. You're not supposed to do that. Why would you do that? Well, because I want to. Get the hell out of here. Who, who are you to tell me how I should be living my life, running my business? That's another great one. Everybody knows how to run a business, don't they? Yeah, that no. one hits with me right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's absurd. And, and you look back and you, you want to say to these people, and I, I, all the time I, in my head, I'm like, don't say anything. But what do you want to say? You want to say, you don't know, like, who the fuck are you to be sitting there telling me what to do in my life or my business when you're not doing anything? You know, have you been through this? Have you grown businesses? Have you taken responsibility for your own life? No, you haven't. So get the fuck out of here. And that, that drives me insane. See, I frame that a little bit differently, Drew. And, and I, I honestly think they're not mad at you or mm-hmm. us. I, I think they're mad at themselves. Yeah. And yeah. So the projection of anger or hate or whatever you want to fucking call it is, is a projection that they're projecting at the mirror effectively yeah because they don't have the courage or they don't they don't have the belief or 
they're they're just scared to step into themselves. That's and that's it. But the, part of that is that they've never been shown the way, right? And you see this with employees too, going back to business. And we really have to, as as leaders in our companies, we we step back and we say, all right, well, this person is not doing this, um, you know, either properly or the right way or whatever it is, they're not doing something. And we step back and we take ownership of that and say that they've never been shown, right? They don't know that there's another option to live. There's nothing, you don't have to hate yourself. Like you're saying, you don't have to live that way. And they haven't ever been shown it. Their parents say, do this, do that. Here's, you know, you go to college, you, you know, get your first job, you struggle for 15 years and you put money into your IRA and then you retire. And that's just, you know, that's how they're told to do their life. And they don't know any different. And again, when you, I'm sure you've seen this, as soon as you connect with someone at that level to say, holy crap, you know, you're starting to get it. You give them that little piece of advice or they start seeing how you're living and they start changing. And that right there, man, that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Part part of it's information though, because you just said they don't know what they don't know effectively, right? But it, it's not fucking easy having my life or your life. It's a lot of fucking work, man. Yep. I, I probably do two or three times more work than I ever did when I was just working. <laughs> no question. It, it, no I question. mean, maybe 10 times. I don't know, but like, it, it's definitely not easy. Um, so, I mean, we're about to leave on vacation in an hour and uh, like everybody just looks like, oh, that's so easy. That's so easy. That's so nice. That's and so you nice. saw the post from this morning that I tagged you in. I, I've been up since 3 a.m. So I've already put in 10 hours before we take off. <laughs> and, and I'm sure last night you were, you were putting in hours. We don't, we don't stop, right? That's, that's what people don't understand. It's, it's a lifestyle of, well, how many hours do you work? I, I don't know. You know, I don't know how many hours I, I'm always working, right? Like I'm always working, whether it's on my businesses, my family, myself, my body, whatever the hell it is, I'm always working on it. So yep. I don't look at it like that. And neither do you. And people, you know, oh, he's going on vacation, getting in the, you know, going on this trip, doing that. That's got to be nice. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's nice because I work my ass off to do these things. So I, I get that, man. That that hits home. It's probably nice to be my kids, I would think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, that's, that goes back to like the age old question, is there such thing as balance? And I don't believe there is, man. Like our lives just morph into everything that you're talking about. All the facets of our lives, our our fitness, our family, our finances, our businesses, all that shit. Like it just gets thrown into one pot and melted together. And that's how you get up and execute each, each day. That's exactly it. And being deliberate about each of them, you know, it's, it's about balance is, is, is what you make it right. If you want your balance to be 40 hours a week and you're working nine to five, well, you're not going to have the things that I have, you know, that's, that's for sure. Um, You know, you're not going to, you know, you, you may have a bucket that's a little more filled than mine, but you know what, across the board, you're not going to live the life that I'm going to live. If you're not willing to do the things that I'm willing to do. Yep. A hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, tell me about what you're passionate about right now. What are you doing? You're running around being a hockey dad, right? Yeah. So that's, that's my favorite, man. My, my, my six-year-old, I have a six-year-old and a four-year-old and my six-year-old has really taken to the game. Um, you know, he, he's with me everywhere. You know, we, we, we have a store and a rink up here. We, I, I coach a, a junior team of kids going to college. Um, you know, we, we take, 
take these kids in and they live with us during the season sometimes. And he is just, he's living in, in, in so damn passionate about the game. It's, it, it's amazing to see because it's, it just pulls at your heartstrings. Right. And my four-year-olds, I'll tell you, man, there, he, he, he wants nothing to do with the game. Not a thing. Kid, kid hates hockey. Um, and it, I, I just, you know, I, we, we do our own things. He's into video games and, and, you know, insects and all that and drawing, but it's, uh, you know, being a dad's number one and it took a while, you know, as, as, as you know, I'm sure it's, 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 you know, I don't think there's balance, but there, there's gotta be focus. And it took me a while to realize that, uh, you know, my business is a focus and my family is a focus. Um, and putting time against both is, is critical. And it took me a while to get where we are today, where, where I can sit back and, and be a dad when I'm being a dad. Um, and that was hard, man, but you know, that's, that's the work we talk about. That's the, that's the grind. It's, it's, we're all over the place with multiple businesses and multiple, you know, things going on, multiple issues hitting you in the face every day, but you got to be able to turn that off at some point and, and go be a dad and be where your feet are. Um, it's, it's hard, man, but yeah, being a dad, favorite job. I love that. I love that, man. Same for me, man. I, I think that I think we lost a bunch of years early on. My oldest daughter's eight. And and like I went through a period of time where I was gone all the time working, trying to figure shit out, honestly. Like, I, I mean, I think that's the best explanation to what I was doing is like, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. So I was just like hustling my ass off, trying to figure out when these things were going to piece together. And then it finally started to, and then I got a little wisdom with experience and kind of got a lot calmer about situations. Yep. <laughs> and <laughs> the more you calm down, ironically, the the clearer you can see. And uh, <laughs> so, but that's that's hard, right? That's the experience that you're you're looking to get to. And and I feel like you, we do we both coach and some of my young entrepreneurs and young athletes want it now. They want to see it now. They want to have those results now, but they don't realize that one day you'll wake up and understand, right? You can go through the motions and you can teach people what to be doing, but until you get it, it's hard. And I look at parenting that way. Like I didn't, I didn't get it. Like I was running around like an idiot too, you know, making mistakes, yelling when I got home. And it's, I think back and I, 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 I truly believe I lost years of, of, of being a dad um, because of my businesses, but that set the foundation to be able to do what we do today and to look at the things we look today. And had I not been through that, there's no way, no way I'd be the dad I am today. So it's give and take, give and take. Yep. Man, you got it figured out early. There's six and four. Come on. <laughs> give yourself some grace, bro. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard though, man. Cause I, you know, you, you hear it goes by so fast. Um, I just don't want to miss it. You know, yeah. that's, uh, I don't want, I don't want to miss it anymore. Same, same. I totally get that, man. Totally get that. Um, yeah, I feel like it, I love what you said about balance doesn't exist. It's just a simple matter of focus because, because it really is it's focus. Because we're, I, I talked about all those different things, right? You're focused on your family. You're focused on your fitness. You're focused on your businesses when when it's time, right? 
And and so like, because we're not really designed to be multitaskers. Like you're designed to focus on one thing and then compartmentalize and shift focus to the next thing that it's time to focus on, right? And I think once you once you start running businesses successfully and you then you have multiple businesses, I, I think that's probably the talent that we've developed over time it yeah. is the ability to shift focus and then focus intensely for a period of time. And I, I would probably venture to guess, and I'm just speculating, this is off the top of my head right now as I think of it, when I was on fire, not doing well in any capacity or not operating at a high level in any capacity in my life, I was probably, I probably didn't have that ability yep. at that point in time. Yep. And, and again, that's, that's learned, that's experienced, that's moving through and building that foundation. You know, you, in, in now it's easy for me to look and say that, you know, it's all of these experiences we went through from, you know, losing a business and laying people off to, you know, you know, moving my, I moved my family and with my in-laws into their basement, suicidal, you know, all of this stuff. And it's easy when you're in the trenches like that to look back and say, or to, to, to not see what's moving, you know, how to move forward. But now sitting back, I say, had I just, you know, like you're saying, had I focused on a few different things, instead of being all over the place, I wouldn't have been in that spot. But I, I can say that now because that foundation has been built through all those experiences, right? Like, yeah. It's uh, and, and it's tough to be a young entrepreneur. It's tough to be a young business owner, tough to be a young dad, but you just got to, the difference between being successful and not is keeping that focus on just getting through the day, right? That That is what I did when I was younger to get through. You know, you, you, you've been there, I'm sure. It's just make, make it to breakfast, right? Make it, make it to the next evolution, make it to the next day, get through. Yeah, yeah. So what piece of advice would you have if you had to give one piece of advice to a young entrepreneur? And I don't mean age-wise, I mean young in business, right? Um, I know I'm putting you on the spot here. I didn't brief you about this before, but. <laughs> I, I would say it's it's make, make it in, I just said it, make it to breakfast, right? I think a lot of dreams are blown up by um, emotional decisions, and I think a lot of great businesses go under when they don't take the time to just sit back, analyze, make a decision when you're not emotional, you know, just make it to that next, next step, make it to breakfast and you'll be fine. You know, tomorrow's coming either way, might as well, might as well be on your terms. So it's keep your head down and keep moving. That's, you know, that's the biggest piece of advice. I, I you know, they, they got me here at least, you know, through all the shit that I went through, through all the bad decisions through all the, you know, punches to the kicks, the, the, you know, everything. It's just make it through. Yeah. I think a simple one is just don't quit. Right. Be gritty. If you can stay there and stay in it long enough, eventually it'll click and you'll figure something out. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I mean, business is really just about attrition, right? Yep. It really truly is. And, uh, no, that's amazing. How, uh, I don't think we talked enough about your nonprofit. How, how how can people find your nonprofit? How can they find you? How can they connect with you? You say you do consulting too. Yeah, we 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 do coaching and mentoring and all sorts of fun like that. Um, you know, the foundation website is penaltyboxfoundation.org. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Drew.lane. 
Uh, we try to keep it fun over there. Um, but yeah, man, the fa- the foundation really is the the culmination of 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 everything that we've talked about. Like all of these battles, all of this, um, all of the businesses, win, you know, win or lose. Um, it got me to a place where I can, you know, now focus my life on really, re- really what my passion is, and in, in in you know, seeing hurting people and seeing people bullied and that, that sort of thing really, really pisses me off. And I love to be the guy who can go out and, you know, raise money for different, um, you know, different causes and and do different things to, to help. Um, and that, that's all again, built from all of the trials and tribulations and all the shit that you go through for, for so many years. Um, I'm finally able to, to, to follow my passion and, and do some cool shit too, man. It's, uh, you know, we, we do some physical challenges for the, I, I saw you just did one for, for Mike Claudio's um, foundation there. Yep. Champion shoes. They're amazing. Um, you know, last year I walked for 24 hours straight. We did 78 miles from Boston to Cape Cod. Um, that, that was a, a, an event. Um, yeah. You know, all sorts of stuff like that, that, that kind of challenges you mentally, but also drives you towards your passion and, and helping others too. It's all because I kept my head down. Like you said, didn't quit. Penaltyboxfoundation.org. Yep. Penaltyboxfoundation.org. Awesome. Awesome. If you're into hockey, if you're into sports and sporting goods, let's help out Drew and get this thing rolling to help out more kids. I love it. Got to fight that battle. I love it, man. Well, thanks for coming on today. And uh, I'm sure I'll have you back in the future. You can update us, tell us what sporting equipment God you're putting under, <laughs> taking on bring, bring Easton band. next. Bring it. Let's go. <laughs> All right, brother. I'll Good talk fun. to you next week. I appreciate it. Take care, man. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the show. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend. We'll, we'll, we'll see you we'll see on the next episode, next episode of the Tactical Empire.